Today, we are discussing progressive overload. So we're gonna talk about what it is, why we do it, when we do it, how we do it, and a lot of things just under the category of progressive overload. So I really wanna start with, as a fitness professional, I mean, there are so many opinions out there and so many beliefs of do this, don't do that. Like, it can be frustrating. Um, but one of the things that really makes me cringe is it's like a huge pet peeve is seeing, you know, the gym member that goes to the gym five days a week or ever how many days a week for more than an hour doing either the exact same thing. So we have two different spectrums here. They're either doing the exact same workout every single time that they go, or they're doing something different every single day, every single week, every single workout. It's like, you know, it's so easy just to grab a workout off of Instagram, whatever the influencer says is fun and burns fat and bullcrap, by the way. Um, but just whatever like catches our eye, that's what we go in and do. And it, it irks my nerves because... I know that, you know, you're seeing these people and, you know, talking with these women that are guilty of this and they're not seeing the changes that they want and their body is not changing. So I cannot imagine anything more discouraging than doing the same thing over and over again and not making any type of progress. And so that would bother me to, I don't know, to the extreme, or maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. I mean, I understand that yes, exercise has its benefits of, hey, it makes me feel better, but go on a walk. Okay. Just, if you're just looking to feel better, like, and get outdoors and some sunshine, like that makes me feel amazing. But also I want to be in the gym so that I can get stronger so that my body can make changes. And that's where progressive overload comes into play. And so like I was saying, if you're going in and doing the exact same thing every single time, or you're doing something different every single time, if you're doing the exact same thing, you're not challenging your body. But if you're doing something different, you have no way to compare to see if you're actually getting better and doing better and things like that. So um, if you're not getting the progress that you want, this is going to be an extremely important um, podcast episode for you so that you can learn like, hey, why am I not making progress or why am I not getting stronger or, you know, why am I not mixing it up in the gym? And so I do want to take a step back though, because you'll hear like muscle confusion. Okay. Your muscles do not need to be confused. They just need to be challenged. And I see a lot of times the, where people go wrong with this is they're like, I need to be challenged. So they go from couch potato to again in the gym five days a week. And that's not what we want to do. I want to, you know, really dive into the beginner status. We're going to cover like, you know, if you're like beginner, if you're kind of like more, maybe not even advanced necessarily, but if you're just pretty average, if you've been consistent in the gym and things like that for more than six months, I would say we're going to cover different ways to, you know, add in progressive overload and things like that. But for beginner status, okay, this is why it's so, so important to start small because if you truly want to make a change in lifestyle, you need to set yourself up for success now, especially when you're just getting started by doing, you're going to think I'm crazy, by doing as little as possible in the beginning to get results and increase as you go so that your body can continue making the changes that you want without plateauing, okay? And the word plateau, that's another like, irks my nerves type thing. So that's a conversation for another day. 
but basically, hey, we want to make small additions and small changes to our nutrition as well as our training to ensure that we are growing along the way. And so also another little maybe myth buster, I guess, but side note here for your nutrition. Okay, so a lot of times people think that your workouts determine your progress, okay, or your physical results. But, okay, if you've been listening to Fit Facts or following me on any social media, it is in our nutrition, okay, that determines our physical results. If you're looking to just get stronger, your body needs food and fuel and things like that, and you may not actually, you know, your body may not change a whole lot, but your strength may increase. So your training is actually, here's my big point here, your training is actually going to stay the same no matter if you are trying to gain muscle or, you know, gain weight or lose weight and tone up and things like that. Your training would stay the same. And I don't mean that necessarily, you know, if you just have physique goals, like you're like, hey, I want to be healthy and look better. Like, you know, your training can stay the same and your nutrition is what changes. But if you're trying to be like a pro power lifter versus a bikini competitor, that's a very different style of training, okay? So I hope that makes sense there. For the average person, if you have a way that you enjoy training, whether it be HIIT workouts, you know, but hopefully resistance training, okay, that is very, very key if you're looking to change your appearance and just overall, you know, lose fat and stuff like that. So whether it be hit style or, you know, just lifting weights and things like that, your training can stay the same. If you're not happy with your progress, likely it's you need to take a look at your nutrition. Are you in a calorie deficit if you're looking to lose fat and tone up? Or if you're looking to gain weight and gain muscle and, you know, get stronger and stuff in that way, are you in a surplus? Or if you're looking to keep your body the same, maybe you've achieved your goal weight you know, after fat loss, you need to maintain that in your nutrition status. So nutrition stays the same, but progressive overload is what could drive us crazy if we're not applying it properly in our training while our nutrition is on point. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. So the reality is our body will not change. Our human bodies are not just designed to change, like unless it's a forced to. So this is why we can't just grow complacent in our training because once you fall into that comfort zone and your workouts are no longer challenging, that's where we will see that plateau if our nutrition is even on point as possible basically. So what is progressive overload? Okay, because we're already talking about this. You're like, what the heck is it? It is where we gradually like increase, whether it be the weight that we are lifting, the you know frequency that we are lifting or working out, or the number of repetitions, you know, in your strength training and things like that. And so honestly, it's not limited to strength training. This could be walking or running or just cardio in general. Like if you walk half a mile sometimes and then you increase to walk three quarters of a mile, that is progressively overloading your endurance and things like that. So it can also be applied to our endurance. And so this is challenging your body and it allows your muscles to get stronger. And sometimes, so ladies, please understand, getting stronger does not mean bulky. It does not mean manly or anything like that. Okay. So a lot of times women are like, I don't know what people necessarily view me as if they view me as bulky or whatever. Um, but I've had people kind of make comments before and I'm like, you couldn't 
you could look like me if you tried, but it would take you a lot of, lot of hard work. So you don't have to worry about getting to that stage. Okay. So I follow other people on Instagram and social media and, you know, I think they look awesome, but other people may think that they're bulky or whatever. And, you know, it's the, the truth is like, you're not going to accidentally look that way. So honestly, the key in your training is to, you want to get stronger, you want to get better, you want to be able to do more, or else your body will not change in the way that you want it to. So this is where, like, the toned look that you want, this is where it happens, okay? You have to change up your workouts, adding additional, like, tension to your muscles so that we're not hitting that plateau. And a plateau means, like, nothing changes. Your strength, your weight, your, you know, your energy levels, like nothing, nothing changes. And that's the frustrating part if you're trying to do this on your own because there is science that goes behind it. If you actually want to work smarter rather than work harder, yeah, you can work harder, but you're likely going to get frustrated. You're likely going to lead to burnout or you may even, it may even lead to injury and things like that. So, you know, if you're confused around this, like working with a professional, that this is what we do inside of the Health Excel Academy, but I'm not saying necessarily work with us. I mean, the Health Excel Academy is not for everyone. And so I even sometimes I refer women out to other people that I would even spend my money on and work with and stuff like that. Um, but basically saying like, hey, if you're confused around this and you're t continuously going to Google for answers, you're going to be confused, like so confused because I've been there and I was once confused as well until I started, you know, like working with a coach myself and just picking one path and sticking with it in a sense. So why is progressive overload important for your training regimen. So I want to touch on the beginner status first, okay? So in my opinion, if you have been training for less than like six months, okay? Like less than six months consecutively, if you have not been working out for 24 to 26 weeks consecutively, consistently, like in my opinion, you are a beginner. That is no shame, okay? Because honestly, you'll hear like beginner gains and stuff like that. Your first three months will absolutely be the best part of your training, like period, because you're going to lose, you know, lose the extra water weight. You're going to see the scale drop faster. You're going to get stronger, even though like you're, you were probably already close to being that strong, but you didn't know your strength, so you probably didn't show off your strength early on. So you're going to see massive changes within the first three to six months, okay? And also, I want to touch on, like, you, this is just a random example. Let's say, like, if you were a bodybuilder for years and years and years, and then you go, you know, to train for a marathon, while you're not a beginner in general, you're now a beginner marathon runner. So if you're if you're changing your training style, um, understanding that within the first six months, you're still considered a beginner, okay? So the important part for beginners, and then we're going to talk about, you know, for those of you that are past that six-month point or six months to a year or beyond, and, you know, a little more than a beginner. So maybe you're, like I said, more advanced or just pretty typical. I'm pretty typical too. Uh, we're going to talk about how to apply that in your particular workouts and things like that. So for beginners, 
please, 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 I've already kind of um, mentioned this, start small, okay? Most importantly, like master your movements before worrying about increasing weight or volume, okay? And likely, what progressive overload would look like for you in your first six months with that consistency and things like that. So you're just going to probably be, I mean, obviously it varies from person to person, and this is where another point of, you know, fitness is not a one-size-fits-all approach, but more than likely, just increasing your training frequency, like going from training two days a week to training three days a week to maybe four days a week, and if your goal is fat loss, you know, maybe focusing on more movement throughout your day, so if you average 4,000 steps per week, you know, after a few weeks of that, move it up to 4,500 or 5,000 steps per week just to make sure you're getting more movement in during your day. Making sure also as a beginner that you're not just following some random workout routine that you downloaded online because it it may not necessarily be beneficial for you. Something is always, always, always better than nothing. But again, that's where we can work smarter rather than harder, okay? So we have so many women come into the Health Excel Academy and they're like, I work out six days a week and I run three, you know, I go on two mile runs three days a week and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I don't understand why I'm not getting results. And I'm like, holy cow, like you're doing so much, which honestly, I'm pretty impressed with, but at the same time, I'm like, no wonder you are frustrated. So like, it's hard for women to sometimes go from, you know, working out six days a week to working out three days a week. And then they're like, they think it's magic because they begin to get better results. But in reality, it's just because of the structure. Okay. It's because of the intention and honestly, science behind it as well. And so Early on, you may be able to lift weight that like was once challenging and then you might not notice any progress being made. So this is where you might be like, okay, I can begin to increase repetitions or increase weight. This is the most basic, that's pretty much the overall of progressive overload, finding a way to increase and do more. But understanding that we can't just like, jump to the moon and all of a sudden double everything we're doing because that is pretty, it's pretty drastic. Okay. So just increasing your frequency from two days, maybe for four to six weeks and like working out two days a week for four to six weeks and then working out three days for four to six weeks. So we're already at like two to possibly three months with that. And then maybe if it fits your schedule, if it fits your time, increasing to four days a week of workouts or things like that. So within your first six months, that's all you need to focus on, um, mastering the movement as well as starting slow so that your body can adjust so that this is another thing, like your body may be sore. The soreness has nothing to do with if you had a great workout or not. I'm sorry. I know I enjoy being sore because I'm like, man, that was a good workout. And I even still kind of like tell myself those things. But like realistically, I know that that does not determine if I get stronger or if I, you know, depending on my goals, if I'm gaining weight or if I'm losing weight or whatever, the soreness of your workout doesn't really mean a whole lot. But I have seen from beginners, if they get extremely sore in their first week, you're going to dread going back to the gym. I'm talking extreme soreness, okay? If you're a little bit sore, it might be motivating because it feels good. You're like, I can tell that I work my muscles, I move my body. Maybe that's a little bit motivating. But again, this is why the progression 
of your training is very important so you're not jumping in too soon. Let's talk about achieving progressive overload in a variety of ways. Like once you're past that initial six months of really just getting into your own like routine and finding that flow and your balance of health and fitness and life and things like that, just proving to yourself, first of all, as a beginner that you can actually do this. So once you're past that six month mark, I mean, it's probably going to be a complete opposite season literally in the year. So you may have to readjust accordingly, but there are 12 ways that I want to share with you to achieve progressive overload rather than just the simple like, you know, increase your weight or, you know, do more reps or do more sets and things like that. That's going to be included as well. Um, and honestly, I got this from Brett Contreras. So I follow him on Instagram. I hope I said his last name correctly, um, but he's also known as the glute guy, I believe. So um, follow him on Instagram. I think he's like out in California, somewhere on the West Coast. But I love going to, I'm not here to pretend like I know everything necessarily. So I love like just researching and learning. And because I've been researching for so long, I've I now have a good idea of what is worth reading and what is not. And so that's where I you know, kind of tell women also, be careful in what you're just soaking in because it's easy to just like, learn, 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 and then you're confused and then we're not taking action. So anyways, let's dive into these 12. So one of the things, again, that he even states early on in this article, I believe that I had found was that after you have proper form, okay, and you have a full range of motion established and ingrained, like you have that movement in your body, that muscle memory, okay, so for any of you that have been athletes in the past, muscle memory is like key, okay, for me as a pitcher, um, even softball and basketball, so from hitting to throwing to shooting a basketball to dribbling, you have to have that muscle memory so that you can do it without thinking about it. And then you can start, you know, if you're on the basketball court, you can start thinking about, okay, certain moves or certain plays and things like that. And then the same thing with our training status. Okay, once we've mastered that movement and it feels comfortable, then we can start focusing on the progressive overload and getting stronger and getting leaner and feeling more fit and things like that. So I'm just going to read these 12 off. Okay, so number one is lifting the same load for increased like distance. So that's your range of motion. Literally range of motion is like if you can squat like parallel, but you can go further than that, that's increased range of motion. Okay, or maybe in the beginning you can't squat parallel and then you finally can. That is increased distance. Okay, in your range of motion. Number two, progressive overload, okay, is when we see like lifting the same load and the volume, so maybe the same weight and things like that, with better form, more control, and less effort. So you might see people, you know, on social media that share their lifts and their workouts, and they're like, this, you know, I did this with ease. Like, finally, I did this with ease. They have progressed in their workout. That is also progressive overload. Number three is lifting the same load for more reps. Okay, so you're increasing your total volume. So you're doing the same exact weight, but you're able to do more reps. Number four, 
lifting heavier okay so intensity of your load so just increasing the weight as we've already talked about those are the two basics you know it's like or that we'll see just kind of plastered everywhere number five is going to be lifting the same load and the same volume with less rest time in between sets okay so the density of your workout all right so less rest time your muscles are not resting as long so therefore they're you know including more work in a shorter period of time Number six, lifting a load with more speed and acceleration. So your intensity behind your effort, okay? So more speed and acceleration. So you'll see a lot of times, you know, people talk about like being explosive on your squats, like on the way up or on a bench press, you know, on your your push part, you know, accelerating in that. Number seven, doing more work in the same amount of time. Again, density. So a lot of people in, you know, CrossFit, you know, they try to beat their time pretty much. So doing the same, you know, or doing more work in the same amount of time. So, you know, trying to get in an extra set or an extra round or whatever they're doing. So number eight is doing the same work in less amount of time. So I hope I didn't get those mixed up or confused. Number seven was doing more work in the same amount of time. And number eight is doing the same work in less amount of time. Both of those I automatically think of CrossFit. So adding in more rounds or circuits or whatever in the same time and then doing the same work in less amount of time. Number nine is doing more sets with the same load and the same reps. So a lot of times in my workouts, my progressive overload looks like going from three sets of eight to 10 to doing four sets of eight to 10 reps. Number 10 is lifting the same load and volume more often throughout the week. So that's your frequency, okay? Going from the two days to three days to four days training per week. Again, we wanna look at this like over a span of four to six weeks in terms of actually changing it up. And so number 11 is doing the same work while losing body mass, okay? So this is increased relative volume. So if you're losing weight, you, your body now weighs less, okay? So a lot of times you'll see like heavier people, they may actually be stronger than someone who is smaller but looks extremely strong. It's just because like the more mass we have behind that, just the more that, the stronger that we are pretty much. And so if you are losing body fat, losing weight and things like that, but your strength is staying the same, that is a good sign of progressive overload, especially if you're in a de calorie deficit and losing fat you will see a decrease in your strength possibly just because of less fuel, less food, and you know, those go hand in hand, less energy as well. And so we want to really place emphasis on continuing to train heavy and hard even in a deficit so that we're not losing that muscle mass. And so number 12 is lifting the same load and volume and then exceeding the set like past technical failure with like forced reps, negatives, drop sets, static holds, rest pause, partial reps, or even like post exhaustion. So this is going to be intensity of effort. So for those of you that are training at home from COVID and stuff like that, this would be and you're limited to equipment. Maybe you're doing a ton of body weight stuff. This would be one of the things that I think about doing. So with, you know, drop sets and static holds and slowing down the tempo of your reps. So let's say if you have a 25 pound kettlebell and you've maxed out your reps and things like that, you're already doing 20 pound or 20 reps of the 25 pound kettlebell and whatever exercise, slow down your 
pace, okay? Slow down and have a change in tempo or in even doing drop sets with that or even supersets, the way that you pair your exercises and things like that. So there are some disclaimers kind of around this, like progressive overload will never be linear. So you're not just going to increase five pounds every single week because that just doesn't make sense. For example, 52 weeks in a year, if you increase five pounds, that's 260 pounds over the course of a year, okay? And it's just not doable on your squat or on your bench press or things like that. That's where those newbie gains come into play. Like in your first three to six months, your squat, your weight in your squat may over double or even your push-up reps may double. You might go from 10 to 20, but you're not going to double necessarily every single three months or month or six months or whatever. So understand that and that doesn't mean that you've hit a plateau, okay? It just means that your body needs more focus and more emphasis on ways that you can progress in your training and your overall fitness. So progressive overload will never be as fun as it in in the in your first three months. So um, it's crazy because you think a lot of times we think going into anything new, we need to know it all from the beginning, but you don't. Okay, you just need to show up and be consistent and put effort in that. It's actually the more that you do something, that's when you need more focus and when you need more attention to detail and you need more awareness around what you're actually doing. And so it's funny to me because a lot of times we feel like, you know, the beginners are the ones that need help, but a lot of times it could be those that are more advanced in their training. You know, if they've been training for a year plus and things like that, you need a special strategy and like um, just more specialization around the actual structure of your workout. And progressive overload will be harder whenever you are losing weight again, okay? If you're losing body mass, you're probably gonna be losing some strength in that as well, and that is completely normal. Um, but overall, progressive overload should never be prioritized over proper form. So for me, although I was attempting to slowly bulk, um, you know, and accepting that, hey, this might be a six month journey, six month plus and things like that. I have just, I feel, I get nauseous trying to make myself eat above my maintenance calories. And so that's a just figuring it out. But I can tell on the days that I don't even hit my maintenance calories or just assuming that I'm not because I'm less hungry and things like that. Some days in the gym, I feel weaker when my body is not fueled properly. And so I will kind of in the back of my mind be like, oh, I want to lift the weight that I did two weeks ago, or I'm ready to increase. Mentally, maybe I am, but my body is physically not. And so sometimes I just have to push my ego aside in the gym and lower the weight so that I'm not sacrificing proper form. So in terms of making progressive overload work for you, so you can include any of these you know, methods in your training. Again, early on, don't overcomplicate things, okay? If you're a beginner within that six month range, like just focus on your consistency in your nutrition as well as your training. So make sure it's suitable for your goals. Um, again, your training style more than likely is okay unless you're doing some crazy strongman stuff and you're trying to lose weight and tone up and everything like that. That's completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So, you know, your training more than likely is okay. Make sure you're not just following workouts off of Instagram. There is a way to work smarter rather than harder. Um, but your nutrition and your 
diet, okay? And when I say diet, I don't mean restriction. I just mean the foods that you're putting into your body. That's going to be what's more important in your first six months. But you can include any of these methods in your training. So I would really suggest just focusing on one at a time, though. Um, a lot of times that you know, people talk about their increasing their strength or they're inc increasing their, you know, progressive overload and stuff like that. But in reality, they might get a little more sloppy. So like while they're trying to increase their weight, their form is not staying the same. So it's not a true progressive overload. That's where we have to be careful around injuries and things like that. So Total volume might be important, for example, for a bodybuilder, um, decreasing the rest time between sets and increasing repetitions may be more beneficial for those who are, you know, like endurance athletes or just, you know, people who are more concerned with muscular and cardiovascular endurance overall rather than like gains in strength and power. But if you are just looking to overall make your health a priority and stay active, again, consistency over everything. Um, and then focusing on one way of these 12 that were shared to focus on progressive overload. So if you have any questions around progressive overload regarding that, um, if you're interested in working with a coach, um, reach out to me. Again, I'm not all about like, hey, yep, join the Health Excel Academy. I mean, I am all about that, but not all about that, if that makes sense. I would be glad to point you in the right direction of a potential, you know, coach for you to work with depending on your goals and what exactly what you're looking for. We do work with women one-to-one -one, um, because of the progressive overload. It's just important that you are progressing at the right pace. Um, we don't want you going too far too soon, but we also don't want you staying stagnant and potentially plateauing and things like that. But if you just have general questions, feel free to reach out Instagram or Facebook or even email and things like that. We have a free private community group. It's called the Health Excel Community. We'd be glad for you to join in there. That's a great place to ask questions because there's also 200 other women that get to benefit from the response in that. So feel free, reach out and let me know of any questions. Thank you for listening to Fit Facts. We hope that we have provided value to you today. If you haven't already, hit the follow button on Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, a five-star review is always appreciated. We would also love to have you join our free private Facebook group for women who are looking to excel in their health. For more information, visit healthexcelacademy.com.